Welcome to Crawl Space. I'm Tim here today with Lance. What's up, Lance? What is going on? Things are really good over here. I hope uh, everyone listening is having a wonderful start to their Friday. This is a Friday morning slash afternoon, and maybe that would put a smile on your face, Tim. (laughs) How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, We recorded a really fun live show last night as we record this. It was uh, Thursday, August 25th that we recorded with Jordan Bonaparte and his friend Aaron from the Nighttime Podcast. They've been doing this series called Keep Canada Weird. We've been doing a series called Weird Space. We thought, let's kind of cross them over and call it Keep Earth Weird and have a fun live show. And you know what? It turned out to be an absolute blast. Really exceeded expectations. Handsome Aaron Airport completely lived up to the expectations. He is a real looker. And the two of them together, the two of us together, the chat room, it was a very lively episode and lots of laugh out loud moments. I think people are going to really enjoy this. I think so too. And we went over some weird stories, most of them from the U.S., one from Canada. And uh, so definitely check out what Jordan and Aaron have been doing at the Nighttime Podcast. You can check it out at nighttimepodcast.com. I highly recommend really all of Jordan's work, but uh, the Keep Canada Weird series just really brings a smile to my face. Yeah. And if you like what we do over here but want it ad-free, we have a solution for you. Please indulge me. Well, it's called Crawlspace Premium, and you can sign up at crawlspace.supportingcast.fm, and you can even use promo code CRAWLSPACE to get your first month free. And you get ad-free episodes. Every single episode is ad-free, and you also get our weekly bonus show. You know, I'm going to do this reverse psychology thing again. I think people like the ads. I think they like the ads. I think maybe we should double up on the ads. Uh, maybe pull back on the content. Yeah, if you want to go over there and use code CRAWLSPACE to get your first month for free, maybe test it out. But we'll totally understand if you are used to the ads and that's you know leaving a, a hole in your heart, not hearing them. The gauntlet has been thrown. So uh, check out crawlspace.supportingcast.fm. The next thing you're going to tell me, Tim, is that something like this exists for our show Missing as well. You're absolutely right. It does. And you can check that out at missing.supportingcast.fm. And it's basically the same thing. You get everything ad-free and you also get our weekly bonus show. And I'll tell you what, if you really do love those ads, you can still sign up for the Missing subscription service show and you can pay extra and we'll put in extra ads. So that can be a perk too. And Lance, you've got an upcoming trip to Savannah, Georgia. Tell us about that. I certainly do. I will be at the Savannah True Crime Expo on Saturday, September 10th. I'm going to be joined by some wonderful folks from the podcast biz. Mind Over Murder is going to be represented. LA Not So Confidential is going to be represented. Santa may be a criminal. Already gone. I mean, the list goes on and on. Speakers. We got Dr. Henry Lee. We got Ashley Wilcott. And this is in Savannah, Georgia at the DeSoto Hotel. And go to savannacrimeexpo.com to get more information. All right, everybody. Follow us on social media at CrawlSpacePod or CrawlSpacePodcast. Thanks a lot for listening. And remember, keep the earth weird.
We've got Jordan Bonaparte from the Nighttime Podcast and Handsome Aaron Airport, also from the Nighttime Podcast. They've been doing the Keep Canada Weird series, and it's been a total hoot. And welcome to the show, gentlemen. How are you? I'm going wonderful. I, I don't want to steal the show here, Tim and Lance, but I just want to say right up the front that actually today's my birthday. Oh, what? Happy oh, goddamn what birthday. A, you're so I don't want to steal the show, but it's my birthday. Well, <laughs> this is unreal. This yeah, actually transitions to... into what we were talking about earlier, uh, Tim and Lance, about Jordan. It just totally, <laughs> it falls right in line with, uh, we were on for hours before uh, Jordan joined, and Handsome Aaron really... He needed to get stuff off his chest, and and there's a lot of dirt now. There's a lot of dirt on on Jordan, and this just falls right in line. Well, it's just a stealing, shame that we'll have to show. talk about my birthday instead of whatever <laughs> you guys are talking about. Yeah, just bring it right back to you again. That's fine. <laughs> uh, well, happy birthday, Jordan Bonaparte of uh, the Nighttime Podcast. A big, a big happy birthday from Happy Twenty Fifth. Happy Twenty Fifth to Jordan. <laughs> Yeah. I'm really, I'm not having a good time. This is off to a really <laughs> terrible start. <laughs> now, oh. Jordan, before we before we were graced by your presence here tonight on your birthday, Aaron was filling us in on uh, some gripes that he has with you. Apparently, that go back years now. Oh, yeah. Uh, the word traitor was thrown around. Mm-hmm. Coward. Uh, the word, coward, the word yeah. coward. And it was m- mostly about you having moved away and gone towards Halifax and away yeah. from Cape Breton. Mm. It's an issue. The, the whole like getting a job in an actual city thing is something Aaron just oh. never has agreed with. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. Sadly, I, I would uh, like. I'd to... like to get an actual friend in an actual city. You know, <laughs> yeah. someone who cares about me. No, it's a shame. Like I would like to have a life of just like, I don't know, putting on plays in a dead end town. But mm-hmm. here I am, forty one on my birthday. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This is this is the. Uh... The most I've ever seen two Canadians argue. <laughs> Buckle up. Yeah. Well, if, if, up. If, if he was here, this would get physical pretty quickly. Was that an Olivia Newton-John reference? <laughs> R.I.P.? <laughs> We'd be uh, yeah, yeah. It is now. It is. <laughs> well, yes. Handsome Aaron Airport. How did you get that name? That. That yeah, to, that uh, name is in no relation to my just, you know, below average looks. It's um <laughs> Oh, you could be a model. Stop it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A model of clay. Um <laughs> but I would uh it, it just when we were in a band together, Jordan and I, and the only person who calls me handsome Aaron is Jordan, so let's just mm-hmm. clear that for the record. Uh but we came up with airport themed names for ourselves. So each member of the band had because the band's name was airport, we all tried to have kind of airport style names or characters in the band. Um, and mine was handsome Aaron airport. Jordan was, uh, Jordan, Jordan bone airport. I'm sorry. Well, I think it was a play on like, you know, like a, say like a Dracula thing, like Vaughn something. So I thought of it as Jordan bond instead of Vaughn airport. It was oh. like, the kind of like the aviation version of like a Dracula type character. Like yeah. capital B, capital A. Yeah, exactly. Bon Airport. A dash or whatever in there. High mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's that's actually cool. Okay. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's really it. 
<laughs> That's the whole story. I will make something music? up because I told you to continue. <laughs> okay, well, um, the other members of the band, we had a band member named Thomas Allen. He was Takeoff Thomas Allen. I see that. But my yeah. favorite name in the band was uh, our bass player, Donnie Calabrese. His name was The Runway Donnie Coolbreeze. <laughs> wow. That was always okay. my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's... the coolest name ever. That is pretty good. Yeah, that, that mm. one's got you got you all beat, I guess. What kind of so. music did Airport play? We were like a pop rock, I guess, kind of um, band. Um, how would you kind of describe well, it, Jordan? I would say like a, there's kind of two sides of it. So as far as the music, it was like, yeah, pop rock would be a, the way to describe it. But it was way more than just about the music. Like I think people who came to our shows and were into what we were doing were more for, we always thought of it as like mixing like the, the typical rock band style with a dinner theater kind of approach. So there was lots of, I don't know, theatrics. There's a lot of, of improv, a lot of audience kind of interaction, participation, a lot of making things up on the spot. Um, just trying to make up the weirdest songs we could on about whatever, whoever was in front of us at the time. And yeah, I think a lot of people would say the music, like the actual songs was the most boring part of the show. Yeah. I like to say that as a songwriter. <laughs> yeah, Aaron wrote the songs. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to set the expectations. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Our first story here is from Indianapolis. It's uh, it's the guy, Joey Chestnut, who has won 15, I believe 15 straight wins in the uh, annual Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, which takes place uh, on the 4th of July in New York. Well, before a minor league baseball game between Indianapolis and Rochester, Joey Chestnut took the field and ate a bunch of popcorn. Apparently, he ate 32 servings of popcorn, 24 ounces each, and he did it in eight minutes. Ooh. Breaking the record that was previously set of 28.5 servings. I'll be drinking water. One hand is going to be gripping uh, the right size handful, squeezing it just enough. One chew in my mouth, and then, then a sip of water to chug it down. And, it, and it's just going to be maybe a couple chews towards the end of the contest. Uh, my throat's going to be tired, uh, so I'm going to have to chew a little bit more. I might actually have to drink a little bit more water. Uh, it's it's going to be a battle. Yeah, and then there's so much air in popcorn. I'll be fighting burps during, towards the end. There's a lot of air, a lot of air will try to be trying to come out, and I, uh, I just got to fight it. I did a Google search to get a sense of how big these uh, yeah. containers of, of popcorn he was eating. It's not small bags. I would compare it to like if you go to a movie theater and you order mm-hmm. like a medium or small popcorn. I it's think kind it's of more like, close you know, to a small. I, had a, I was at the movies last night and I had a small popcorn. How does someone get into eating contests in general is kind of where my mind went when I read this article was that what choices do you make in your life that bring you to the table? For the first time, where you're like, I'm gonna be, the, I'm gonna eat as many hot dogs as I possibly can, as fast as I can, because I eat, you know, like I'll I'll order a, you know, a large pizza, then I'll eat three or four slices of it, you know, by myself, and I can't look in the mirror afterwards. And that's over the course of like an hour or so. 
Yeah, that's like I have two slices now. You know, I watch yeah. some TV. I have a slice later, then a slice later, and then I'm just like, "What did I do? Why did I do this to myself?" <laughs> yeah, that, that, that last slice is just filled with self doubt and deprecation. Oh, absolutely! And, yeah. and you know it's going to feel that way. You're like, I'm completely full from the from the two to three slices I already have, but I'm going for it anyway, and I know I'm going to feel terrible afterwards, but I just do it. I'm thinking well, the people who, who go in these competitions, they must pay the price for days after. Like if you ate that much popcorn, I feel like I would for like maybe it would take me five days to, before I start feeling normal again. And popcorn, uh, more so than some of the other foods you see in these eating competitions, popcorn is so dry and salty that it would well, really he, screw he up. Well, he referenced how much water he had to keep drinking while he was eating the popcorn. To get he it did. down. To get this it down. This is true. But who yeah. can love someone like this is what I want to know. Like, <laughs> do these people question. have, how do they have partners? Like, there's no, like, this guy's wife is not sitting clapping along in the audience being like, that's my husband. Look at him go. Well, like, I'm first of all, there's no ring on his finger there. So yeah, I don't, no, unless he reason. lost it in the bowl of popcorn. Yeah, but, unless he <laughs> ate the ring. They drank he ate the ring. Down. He ate his wife. Yeah, but, I know. His wife is yeah, digested. Well, he was only a small guy. I don't think he could eat a human. But he's uh, surprisingly, like with these big eating competitions, y you would expect it to be this huge person who'd have a ton of space in their belly to fit all this food. But it's just a regular kind of figure on this guy to eat that much popcorn. That side of it is impressive. But I'm just like the question I have is just why? Why would you have all the things you could be in the spotlight for eating the most popcorn of anyone why would that be your thing isn't it a concern that he might choke do you like how many times oh. have you eaten popcorn and you're like i never eat popcorn alone because i'm terrified i'm gonna choke on it yeah, yeah. um i would say that's a serious threat here there's yes. this thing uh i remember i was doing this in high school you know those crackers that are like just i think they just call them like saltines they're just like the most basic salted cracker they yep. come in a big long tube or whatever and they're squares i remember doing this competition where you would try if if it was like if you could eat 10 of them in one minute you would get you know five bucks or whatever and once you put them in your mouth and chewed them it would just dry out so much that you can't swallow them fast enough so it, it no. takes long i i yeah. when i'm thinking of this guy doing it with the popcorn i think of that but then I'm also thinking of this situation in the States, uh, this probably 10 or 15 years ago, some radio station had a competition uh, encouraging people to drink as much water as they could or something. And someone drank so much water that they actually died. Like you can no, kind of it was, um, yourself. It was uh, WAAF in Boston or Worcester, Boston, did a competition for uh, how fast you could drink a gallon of milk. That's and this was, woman. Yes. Yeah, this woman drank a gallon of milk and she ended up dying. I think that was the Opie and Anthony show. Might oh, really? not have been Opie and Anthony, but uh, it was around their time, like mm. mid-90s or something. But yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, don't push, like, don't. You don't have to do these things. It's No, and nobody respects it. Like, it's not no like one this, does. Gets, this doesn't get you laid. <laughs> it's the opposite. It repels all human. It repels. Yeah, no. Like. Who are you? Who are you doing this for? Is it for you? Because that's even sadder. Is it for other people? No one's watching. It's for the nation. It's for the nation. <laughs> that's that's he right. Eats, he, he eats an insane amount of hot dogs on July Fourth, and we all, we all say thank you to the troops. We say mm -hmm. freedom. Yeah, freedom. I, I guess I can see the freedom. Like I'm free to do and like to do this. <laughs> I'm free to well. give myself ridiculous cholesterol. Yeah, I'm free to just swim in gout now. 
<laughs> well, someone mentioned Joey Chestnut's size and that he's not a big guy. Joey Chestnut um, knocked off Kobayashi, who is a competitive eater from Japan who had won uh, five or six of the Nathan's hot dog eating contest before Joey Chestnut knocked him off in true American fashion. Um, but Kobayashi, only 5'8", also, and 44 years old. Like, not a big guy. So... I, I think there's something weird here with this. Like you don't have to be big to win these uh, competitive eating contests. Well, it's it's going to catch up with you in some way. You don't mm-hmm. have to be big. You have to have like a pliable stomach. So I remember Ko- Kobayashi saying that he would do like uh, stomach exercises to make sure that he could carry that much in his stomach. So he would, you know, focus on like working out like pushing out his stomach and working it out that way. Right. But that it's going to catch up with you. Like you can't put that much garbage in your body. Like, well, the, what's the liability alone. like for the people who are putting on this event? Like <laughs> what do their insurance companies think? You know, like, are they like, yeah, do it. Have them completely put 800 <laughs> hot dogs down their throats for like chugging water, like just drowning. Yeah, like someone's going to die doing this. And then who's responsible for that? And honestly, like, it's the worst of it's the worst of society. Like, this is the oh, starving people in the world. This shut this down. (laughs) Really, that what Joey Chestnut's eaten in the last week could feed a a a, a starving country. (laughs) And the water too. There are people who have water. There's a water shortage for water, just enough, just to stay alive. And this guy is just covering himself in it while he's stuffing his face with popcorn and hot dogs and like yeah and his last name is chestnut like we haven't talked about that yet is that a common last name chestnut yeah i guess it's not uncommon but it is also a uh, food i know yeah oh it, not very different than like a popcorn kernel too right That's, Chestnuts. yeah it's kind of a nut yeah there's something there yeah, yeah there's something there I like that this happened at a baseball game, uh, a mi- like before a minor league baseball game. Like, who's asking for that before a minor league baseball yeah. game? <laughs> well, maybe a bunch of like minor league baseball players. If anyone is interested in seeing this and cheering this on, it's a bunch of like twelve year old boys, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Do they... And their and their half drunk parents. <laughs> do, do, this, think, uh... do you think that yeah. the baseball uh, facility just had an excess of popcorn, <laughs> and they're like, I don't want to throw it away. I feel bad. So we'll call Joey Chestnut. Yeah, we'll call Joey yeah. Chestnut. No, let's get the human vacuum cleaner, Joey Chestnut, in here. Yeah. Suck up this problem. Yeah. yeah. I it's think that must else. be it. Yeah. But it's, uh, you know, like we're in the era now where, you know, taking pictures of your food and putting on Instagram is like a normal thing. And you do all this crazy stuff for social media attention and likes and clicks, like uh, putting your life at risk. Uh, you know, because someone will film it and put it online, sort of thing. This is is just kind of another part of that. Like Joey Chestnut is now has his photo on the news, and he's probably was interviewed after. So it just gives um like a bit of a. I'm not saying he's doing it for attention, but I can see why <laughs> some people with not a lot going on may get sucked into the world of competitive eating. <laughs> I don't. It's, it's as good of a theory as any, Jordan. I'd let's say. go with it. Seriously, like, let's go with that. I'm trying to understand the psychology of it. That's what I got. Yeah, there's nothing. To, it's no one will figure this out. 
And we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Thanks to our sponsors. And now we're back to the program. Okay, well, Jordan, you mentioned food on Instagram. Just a couple days ago, on August 23rd, it was the annual National Cuban Sandwich Day, as started by Tampa Bay Times reporter Christopher Spada back in 2016. I love this story. (laughs) I do, too. I'm a huge fan of National Days, and I'm a huge fan of National Food Days. And this is, and I'm a huge fan of the Cuban sandwich. So, and, yes. and a fan of kind of just like trolling society <laughs> for being ridiculous. So it's it's kind of this has it all. I'm just a fan of stories. So that's, that's <laughs> how I like about this. Before we get into this, we all have to ruminate, and the chat room has to contribute to this as well. This guy started it sort of as a hoax to see if he would be able to get a uh, national food day and he wanted the Cuban uh, sandwich. So this was started sort of on a whim, a hoax. Uh, We need to do that right now. We don't have to make the decision right now, but we can at least say right now we have to come up with a national day. Maybe we can focus on food and it can be August 25th. I'll let that I'll let that sit so we can all think about it and we can move on with this conversation. Maybe by the end of the episode, we'll have something. But we need to come up with a we'll just focus on food, I guess, because it's going to be the easiest thing. The national what day so we can move on. All right. Well, there are maybe to to give some people some ideas. There are other weird holidays on August 23rd that this reporter was kind of trying to bump, (laughs) Um, including buttered corn day which I guess is another way of saying, I guess that's not technically popcorn, huh? Because no, it could no, just be no. corn on the cob, right? Mm. I think it's corn on the cob, yeah. Why not just do butter? Why not just do corn on the cob day? Well, that's a different day, apparently. It's not August 23rd. I love corn oh. on the cob. That could be every day. <laughs> oh. How do you cook your corn on the cob? Uh, you know what? I'll just tell you one quick story. I was at a cottage with my mom when I was a kid, and one of the and it was like kind of a cottage community where there was all these kind of uh, summer homes. And a lot of the people who had their summer homes in this area uh, had, you know, separate properties, of course. And one of them was, uh, I think he was a farmer and he had a cornfield. And so when he showed up at cottage country where we all were, he brought like, he just had a regular truck, like a pickup truck, but the back of the truck was full to the brim with ears of corn that had already been like husked or whatever. And what they ended up doing was they had this this pot that was like as big as of a bathtub and they put lit a fire underneath it and put just a bunch of corn in it. And everyone in the neighborhood was there just, you know, eating the corn as much as they wanted. But they separate to that, they had another smaller pot that they put probably, I don't know, like 30 sticks of butter in with a fire underneath it. So it was a big thing of butter. So you would take the one thing of corn and just dip it in the big pot of butter and eat it. And I, I love corn on the cob. And that was just a great night. I was probably 15. I'm 40 now. And I still remember <laughs> the, how good it was. That's amazing. I heard you're 41 now. Yeah, exactly. Happy Today's birthday. My birthday. <laughs> wow. It's your birthday? Weird. So it, here's a couple other ones that are listed in this article. Hug Your Sweetheart Day, mm. International Day for the Remembrance of the Slave Trade and its Abolition, which I feel like is like doesn't fit with the other days here because that one actually sounds like a real day. Mm-hmm. Um, National Cheap Flight Day. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> National Ride the Wind Day. 
Yes. <laughs> and National Sponge Cake Day. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's... I want to. So ride the wind. Is that? <laughs> How do you do that? Oh, you ride the wind. Never like coming a back. Kite? Again. Fly a Speed kite. Fly a kite or parasailing yeah. or something. Roll your windows down. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. In the yeah. car. Windsurfing. I don't know. I, I think mm. if if we really wanted to have like a day that takes off, what you need to do is appeal to people's kind of like egos and have some kind of day that people talking about it would make them feel like they're doing something good for the world. Do you know what I mean? Like if you can have something that make people, you know, people would change their profile pics on Facebook to, you know, a, a solid green circle to represent, you know, mm -hmm. whatever healthy eating day or what, you know, whatever it is that makes people feel like they're um, making a difference. Yeah, that's that's what you got to do. That's the stuff that catches on. Uh, of course, ALS is a real disease, and a lot of people suffer with it. The ALS ice bucket challenge is an example. People were able to, like, it just it was like a viral thing that went across the web where people were doing something that kind of put them in the spotlight, but were also, you know, raising an awareness for a specific issue. Right. Yeah, I don't, not a specific day for that one, but more of a campaign kind of thing. Yeah, but I think that you could find like a day version of something like that that just goes nuts. But it's I guess get your um, attention. Mm -hmm. and it's got to be relatable, and it has to be something that people can show off a little bit while they're doing it, because that's the stuff that you know people go on social media and everyone's going to take happens. videos of themselves doing it. But mm -hmm. just on this one day, though, mm -hmm. Glove Guy yeah. Day. Oh, there you go. Uh, what about at the beginning of winter, you could have like glove day and, and the idea is like, now's the time. Oh, oh, I got it. This is the day that you should get gloves for upcoming winter. But it's also a day that you can donate your old gloves to charity for people who can't afford new gloves. National glove day where you get and give gloves. Oh, this is great. I, I have to look this up because I've looked up the suggestions that we had and we've had some really good suggestions here, uh, like national leftover pizza day. Thank you, Barco. But that like already that exists. Like all of these already exist. Um, mozzarella stick day is October 20th. <laughs> like these already exist. So I'm going to look up National Glove Day. And the shirt Tim is wearing would be like the logo for the whole initiative. The no glove, no love. No, I, I got to cut you off here because I feel like you're just trying to <laughs> sell this nighttime podcast here by doing this. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Let's call this typical. What it is. Typical. Yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah. I just I think I'm, you know what? I, we're on to something, but it doesn't have to be gloves. But it could be something like that where it's like, get it. What about give it? What about you know National Punch Somebody in the Face Day? <laughs> That's well, every day for me. That would oh, go viral. Okay. That would go viral for all the wrong reasons. Have you been we on the? We just want to go viral, though, right? We're not talking about. Oh yeah. Does it matter the reason? All that matters is that we make up the day and it, and, and it goes viral, right? National Go Viral Day. What about National National Day? <laughs> September 20th is National Punch Somebody Day. <laughs> it wow, exists. really, everything is taken at this point. It okay. really, yeah. Yeah. And I what mean, about this... National Grind Your Teeth Day? <laughs> that might work. Yeah, the whole thing started as a hoax by, by this reporter who uh, gave himself a an assumed name 
but just changed, just gave himself initials, SG Spada, same last name. And I, what I find really funny is it says he sent a fake press release to food writers and restaurants around the country. He also created a Facebook group. But what's the difference between sending a fake press release about this and a, like a real one? What makes it fake if he actually sent it? <laughs> Well, I guess so, just the content of the, the press content, release. Probably, yeah. <laughs> but but how how do all these other days happen? Just from stupid conversations? It's the same like, thing, yeah. Happened? That's really... I think yeah. you're right. It's really... Like, he went through all the proper channels. Like, it's official. Every, it's not even yeah, a hoax. Every day kind of starts with, like... Uh, what's the difference between a fake press release and a press release that is based on wishful thinking? <laughs> like, that's right. going to catch on. But it's... National I, Wishful Thinking Day. We can be the kings of wishful thinking. Mm. National Press Release Day, where everyone just National writes press crazy release presses day. releases and <laughs> sends them off. Because if you write a good press release and send it to enough places, they're so lazy, it'll end up in newspapers. You can write anything. And if it's <laughs> if it looks half decent, they'll just print it word for word. Well, I wish that that was the case, but we've tried to do that with press releases on missing persons. Mm. Zero. None. Really? No one. No, not at all. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, this brings me to a question for for everybody. Uh, the 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 Cuban sandwich is a wonderful sandwich. It's a yes. it's a very um, stimulating sandwich uh, flavor wise. But does it stand up to the Reuben? I have more experience with the Reuben, so I guess that's why I would lean towards the Reuben, but only for that reason because. I don't see the Cuban on a lot of menus in, in my area. Hell no. It's true. Uh, would it be more of an American thing with you being closer to Cuba? I like feel like it is. I feel like you would need to go looking for it in Canada. Mm-hmm. That is a fair question. Okay. Yeah, I think that's probably right. I uh, used to do a work job in, in my <laughs> work job in Miami, and uh, <laughs> you know, there's Cuban sandwiches. <laughs> We went looking for the best, and it was, like, unbelievable. Yeah, mm. something about those the flavor combination is just kind of more extreme than the Reuben, Lance. So I would say it's kind of in a different category for me. It's really what the makes mustard. makes it more extreme? The I mustard? think it's the mustard, okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. But you can do mm. a little mustard with your Reuben. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to do the Thousand Island. You could. <laughs> yeah, so the the... The Cuban consists of ham, roasted pork, pickles, and mustard on Cuban bread. Oh, that sounds nice. Sounds pretty good. But, uh, who's Barco, by the way? Because he's tearing it up, or yeah. she well, is tearing work, it up. A work. Uh, Barco says uh, Tim needs a work job to get those money checks. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think with with what I like about a Cuban. Uh, or any sandwich like that. The idea of just like a very simple sandwich where it's like two pieces of really nice bread, some meat, and just like, you know, nothing too crazy. Like something like, a, you know, just a really good high quality mustard. Uh, that's just like when you get a good sandwich made with care like that, it deserves its own day. So I'm all for Cuban <laughs> Sandwich Day. Yeah, it sounds like a nice sandwich. But um, Shannon brought up in the chat, uh, she said, I, I feel like... Um, no one celebrates the egg salad sandwiches. Oh, and why would you? Egg salad sandwiches is, is in my top three. What? What is wrong with you? A lot. <laughs> 
But see, here in uh, Nova Scotia and Cape Breton in particular, egg salad sandwiches are at every single like event, every funeral. It's all egg salad sandwiches, funerals and miles and weddings. Yeah, for miles and miles, just 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 <laughs> folding tables covered in egg salad sandwiches. Why would you go with funerals first? <laughs> because that's where I've eaten a lot of egg salad sandwiches. That's where I grew to love them. That's why I like funerals. Yeah, great sandwiches there. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Well, uh... oh, my God, you broke me. <laughs> That's really funny. And we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Thanks to our sponsors. And now we're back to the program. Let's move on to another food-related story here. And uh, this one comes from your guys' neck of the woods. It is about a candy company up in Canada who is paying a lot of money for a job. Uh, I mean, a, a good a good salary, 78K annually in that's US, that's American, USD. Yeah. yeah, 100K Canadian. Um, and the job is basically a, a, a head taste tester, and you're gonna try up to 113 pieces of candy a day. I I got a lot to say. For one, it's they're they're offering or they're accepting applicants aged five years and up. <laughs> I f- I feel like this is like a like a promotional kind of scam or something, but it's. It's in NPR, like it's getting actual press coverage. I've never heard of this company. I think they call themselves the Funhouse, um, and mm-hmm. I I, th- I honestly feel like they're just trying to get attention by offering something like this. Also, a hundred thousand dollars in Canada, Canadian hundred grand. That's a high. That would be considered a high paying job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't know make a sense. lot of five-year-olds with social insurance numbers here. that'd be an issue well i think you got to be 13 is it to work yeah you have to reach a certain age before you can get to so you're allowed to work well yeah. it says applicants can be as young as five so it doesn't it doesn't necessarily suggest they have a chance at the job it just means they're allowed to apply hmm. interesting mm-hmm. but it wastes also... their time <laughs> now they're gonna have a hard to... time applying <laughs> <laughs> they can barely right. type and they can they, they can't do much it's obviously the parents trying to get their kid involved with something that's going to be a money-making um endeavor i i did like the fact that it said it offers a um exceptional dental plan did it really well, that's that's necessary <laughs> i would say yes well and, and i was confused because it said no prior experience necessary you just need to have a passion for candy pop culture and a sweet tooth is really what they say i I don't get this like you would think rather than hire someone at a hundred grand why not just put this to like you know what's that called when you get a group of people and you they all you know uh like a think tank like a yeah there's there's a name for that like you know they would show a tv show to like yeah it's a a test group yeah a test a focus group a focus, focus group, group. Yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. If you had, if you took that hundred grand and had we'll a focus group of random, if you had just like a, a focus group and you did it that way, you would think you would get a better result than taking one person's, you know, subjective opinion every time, 
unless mm. for whatever reason that person had their finger on the pulse of like what candy eaters want. I think that's what they're looking for, Jordan. Yeah, good point, well, maybe. And maybe yeah. that person's worth a hundred grand. Right. I think we should probably get that hundred grand and divide it up between the four of us because <laughs> we're sitting here talking about it. Thousands of people are hearing it and they're getting the promotion that they wanted. Mm, that's right. Oh, 100%. I, I agree. I think this is a bit of a publicity stunt. But who can eat it? That's 113 pieces of candy a day. That's... um. But you don't necessarily need to eat it. Like if you do wine tasting and stuff, you're not drinking the wine. You just kind of put it in your mouth and swish it around and yeah, spit it Yeah, but out. for a candy, if you're going to get the, the true experience of it, you have to chew it and you have to swallow it. To see how that feels. Yeah, it does say, yeah, it does say eating about 113 pieces of candy a day. I, I was thinking the same thing, Jordan, and I like I could taste that many and then spit them out, but uh, I, I don't think I'd, I have the stomach to eat that many pieces of candy in a day. Day yeah. in and day out. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be oh, a, that's like a tough job. You may love yeah. candy when you start, but the <laughs> candy's going to... Yeah, yeah. After yeah. after a couple of years of that, you're you're done. Well, it, oh, after a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, it, easy. It's, it sounds like a dream job, but this is hell. Imagine this another hell. one is. You think well, it's of like um, when your yeah, your parents catch you smoking and they make you smoke a whole carton of cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> right. I guess you it's like nothing candy. like that actually, but yeah, <laughs> it's a little like that. Such a random number, 113. Why are we going? Like, why not 115 or 100 or 110? I don't know. You know, whenever I hear like random number 113, something like that, I'm immediately thinking like what we need is like the QAnon people to dissect that 113 and see what oh, that yeah. means. Because this is odd. like now think th seeing as it is a random number, this is probably like a satanic cult that is grooming children. So I'm out. I think it's actually mathematics here. They uh, they I think because they suggest it's going to it'll take over 3,500 products each month to taste. So they just divided by 31, apparently. So, And it's an approximate number. 3,500 divided by 31 is 113. Can we get nodded on that? <laughs> I, I imagined it that the, the person who held the job previously, who doesn't have the job anymore for <laughs> undisclosed reasons. Diabetes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, extreme diabetes. Um, <laughs> that person consistently ate 113 every day and determined that there's no way you could eat any more per day. And it was Joey Chestnut. Yeah, Joey Chestnut <laughs> used to yeah, hold yeah. this job, and nobody could eat more candy than Joey Chestnut. He's like, he's right. out with like flavor and sugar. He's like popcorn. That's it. Yeah, from now, <laughs> give me bags. Give of me, it. yeah, unbuttered, unsalted popcorn. Now, the final story we have tonight is from People Magazine, and the headline is: "Woman regains sight after going blind as a teen." Says husband is more handsome than I could have imagined, and uh, I really love the headline. And it's a, <laughs> he, is, he is pretty <laughs> handsome. He's there, but he's no a handsome Aaron. couple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I th I thought this the same thing. It's like I was, you know, when I read that article. So she met him, got with him, and married him, not knowing how he looked physically. Well, I guess even a blind person like can like touch their face or whatever and get like a, a visual image in their head of what they would look like. But he is a really handsome guy, and she's a beautiful girl too. And it's uh, it's great that they're together, and they found two love. attractive people together. Let's all celebrate that. <laughs> well, they they found <laughs> like, love like for in a genuine way. Like if if like but I don't if know, she I, was an unattractive blind person, would he have dated her? 
Let's let's mm. let's address the mm. elephant in the room. We here. don't know. We don't know. Aaron, Ooh. he he said that he loved how brave she was. She was a fighter. Instant instant connection. Nothing to do with her looks. I don't like this guy. This <laughs> I don't trust him either. No, I don't like him one bit. I don't like her either. So let's just. Get <laughs> I think it's a nice well, story. You, what what if she regained? Well, first of all. I don't want to get into the what ifs right now. I just want to address what was uh, the affliction that happened with her vision yeah. is kind of crazy. It's yeah, pretty yeah. rare. Yeah. So she, she had vision throughout her life up until when she was 18, but in May of 2017, Sophia Cora woke up to find that she had lost her vision. And uh, apparently it's called keratoconus. And it occurs yeah, when, is, yeah. Yeah, when your cornea thins and gradually bulges outward into a cone shape and may require a cornea transplant. So now she's 24 and Christian, her now husband, helped her raise 20 grand for surgery to repair her vision. And so she went about six years with being blind and met Christian in the meantime. And now it's just happily ever after. Also, very, very arrogant on his end to raise, mm-hmm. to help her raise 20 grand because he's looking in the mirror and he's like, damn, I'm so handsome. She, yeah. I need to figure out how to raise money so she can see how <laughs> handsome I am. She needs to know what she's got. You know? Exactly. I don't think she quite understands what, what she's got. What an ego got. on this guy. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I agree. I agree. This guy's, this guy's unreal. <laughs> this guy's unreal. <laughs> But like, let's let's ask the real questions here, okay? Now, first off, before I ask these questions, I want to state for the record, I'm more than happy that she got her sight back. Let's just clear clear the air there, okay? It is before, officially on the record. Okay, that's official. My official stance is I'm yes. happy she got her sight back. That's awesome. What if he wasn't handsome? Well, there's the what ifs, right? Yeah. Like, what would, if- would he have helped her get her vision back? Or would it be in his best interest to act mm. like he's trying to crowdsource the money and get the money, but be like, I don't know what's people's problems. Are. They're not pitching in. <laughs> Gamble it all away. Yeah. She'll never oh see God. how much money has been raised. So <laughs> he can totally get away with it. Yeah. So this story would actually be a lot, uh, a lot sweeter if he wasn't handsome. And she's like, I got my sight back after all those years. I'd never seen his face before. And I still love him. He's not what I expected, but but I, I love but him, I love anyway, him for who he is. He supported me through this whole thing. Yeah, this would be a beautiful story if he was like butt ugly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be a Beauty and the Beast type story, right? It would be that. It would be that kind of uh, acceptance of like we fell in love while I was blind, and then now I'm, <laughs> I'm not blind anymore. <laughs> can see that i she's like reverse the reverse it reverse yeah, it. I was fine. Yeah. <laughs> fine yeah. with my imagination yeah a beauty and the beast type story that's or it yeah. could be a beauty and the beast story but just with way more moving parts but also like high stakes because you have the, the whole like him being the hero and raising the money despite knowing the risks but wanting to do it for her and proving like his his love for her at the same time, like that's a nice story. Well, this is uh, this has been quite an event tonight, guys. This is uh, this is a lot of fun. 
Yeah, but I think like Tim and Lance, I think you guys need to keep this up. I think you're you're perfect to be doing like a a, a weird American news roundup weekly. You guys like do such an amazing job of breaking down stories and highlighting interesting stuff. This is like a perfect fit for Crawl Space, I think. Thanks. Well, I think it's a perfect fit for what you guys do too, and it's it's great to hear you uh, with with Aaron here, your good friend. It's and uh, you guys have a great rapport, and it's uh, it's always funny too listening. And I just. Yeah, I really, uh, I love it. So keep you guys keep up the good work, and we'll try to keep up the good work. We'll all do good work together. <laughs> Shannon says, uh, "Hail Jordan!" First of all, and then she says, "Handsome uh, Aaron, I officially invite you to my house for an egg salad sandwich, sans <laughs> funeral." Uh, I only feel right going if someone dies. When I die, I want the egg salad sandwiches buried with me. <laughs> <laughs>